Hello, this is episode five of the uncut. Is it? But I do this every single uncut episode. I just don't remember with the uncut stuff. But this is episode five of the uncut. If you're new here to the uncut, this is your first uncut episode. This is basically where. But my fault. This, bro. <laughs> this is basically where. I talk about whatever comes to my mind, whatever topics that I have in mind that I want to talk about that doesn't make it to a main episode, and it's uncut. I don't cut anything out. If I jumble over words, if I have to get up and do something, I don't cut it out. This is kind of just like my series to just talk and not think about structure and segments and time as much. I just talk about whatever comes to my mind, and... One thing that has been on my mind a lot recently is this whole fiasco on TikTok with this white creator or like white Mexican creator. I don't know. This white creator on TikTok who got a Lauren Hill tattoo. Now, you may be thinking Lauren Hill tattoo is not that serious, but let me explain. This creator, I'm not even going to give his name out because he doesn't deserve any more free press than what I'm giving him right now. This creator has had a multitude of controversies surrounding the fact that he imitates black women, he has a black scent, he uses black culture and just black things in general to advance him and his career, and he's been called out for it multiple times, and he just seems to like not care. He just has this nonchalant attitude about it, but this one took the cake. This controversy took the cake. So, Lauren Hill is a black neo-soul singer and she was revolutionary to making the neo-soul genre when it wasn't even like a huge genre to begin with. And neo-soul is basically just a genre of music that really takes in elements of jazz, R&B, and a lot of other genres and puts it into this category that black people can relate to and where black people can share their experiences and et cetera, et cetera. And that's who Lauren Hill is, if you don't know who she is. And... People have been getting Lauryn Hill tattoos. I don't know if this is like just a now trend or if people have been getting Lauryn Hill tattoos, but the Lauryn Hill tattoo has been a lot more prevalent on TikTok. And the tattoo, see, this is the problem with why he got the tattoo. The tattoo is like an outline of Lauryn Hill. Her locks are black, her eyes are black, her nose is black and her lips is black, but where color would go on her face, it's like not there. I think the reason for this tattoo is so if a black person was to get the tattoo, their black skin <laughs> would fill in Lauren's skin color, a black woman. So I'm so you see the problem now with a white man getting this tattoo. Now it looks like Lauren Hill is white on you. And it's bigger than just the tattoo, in my opinion. So the tattoo is already a red flag for one, but it's just the way that this creator went about addressing the problem and the way this creator constantly just cosplays black women is so annoying and it's so irritating almost all of like black twitter and black tiktok called this creator out on this and his response video was like some of you all are just so uptight you all need to walk in love and light and you all need to heal and one of his captions on his tiktok he said black twitter needs to heal babe what what are you talking about? What are we what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I think that I think that this this phenomenon of gay white men 
trying to act like black women and then they use the excuse of them being gay to kind of like to kind of like to like what is the word I'm looking for they use being gay as an excuse for them to be racist and for them to like mock black women and this isn't anything new but this creator specifically makes me so mad when he does is because how are you gonna take first you're gonna take your version of whatever spirituality you're talking about talking about you need to love and light and a lot of people aren't healed and a lot of people want to spread this negative energy on me no you're being racist you being racist and you being prejudiced and you're taking black women as you're you're taking everything that black women has has done and you're taking it so you can profit off of it and that's the problem he's not the only creator who does this there are a lot of other creators who love cosplaying black women they love taking everything that black women do and try to make it their own and their excuses because they're gay they think they can do it and it's like no being gay and being a black woman is not interchangeable at all they think that being gay and then acting like a black woman is the pinnacle of intersectionality and that's not the case at all and what makes me mad is when they are called out on it nine times out of ten they use the excuse of oh i grew up around black people but that is not a valid reason for you to be making a mockery of black women at all there are plenty of people who, who have grown up around different ethnic groups and have grown up around different races, but you don't see them taking what these said ethnic groups or races do. You don't see them taking it and claiming it as their own. You don't see that. You can grow up around however many black people you want to, but why is it that your quote-unquote black sin and why is that the way that you talk is the same as every other white person who claims to have grown up around black people and when you come around black people and you talk like that we as black people notice that you're not talking how we talk you're it's a gimmick it's an act that's not how we talk and it's interesting that Every other white person who takes this black scent sounds exactly the same to each other, but nothing like any black woman that I have ever heard in my life. I think that's crazy. And then they claim up and down they're not taking anything from black women, that they're simply just appreciating them. But you're not appreciating them if you're taking the stereotypes of black women, the copious amounts of jewelry that you wear, the long acrylic nails, the hair movements that you have, the quote-unquote attitude that you have that is not you're taking the stereotypes of black women and applying them to yourself because you think that they're cute and the problem with that is that you can simply take all of that off black women can't we cannot take off our skin we can't take off our skin color you can take off the long nails you can take off all the jewelry you can get that lauren hill tattoo removed you can not speak in this black scent that you're trying to have so badly. You could go about the world with your privilege. You can go about the world that Lauren Hill criticizes in her music. And she talks about in her music that proportionally disadvantages black and brown people everywhere. You can go and benefit from that system at whatever time you want to. You can go and delete your TikTok. You can delete your Instagram. You can delete your YouTube. You can go into this world as a passing white man. Because like I said, I don't know if he's Mexican I don't know, but he looks white to me, so I'm gonna call him white. <laughs> you can go about this world as a white man and reap the advantages of being a white man, but black women can't. We can't. We can take off 
the acrylic nails, sure, but we cannot take off our skin. We cannot take away the stereotypes and the racism and we cannot take away the prejudices that other people have just by looking at us. And that's the biggest problem with this Lauren Hill tattoo situation. Like I said, it's not just a tattoo. It's everything that he's doing. It's the fact that the black community is constantly gaslighted. When, and I hate using that word because oh, you're gaslighting me. But no, it's the fact that the black community is constantly gaslit every single time we bring up something that is offensive every single time for example when kim kardashian claimed boxer braids and we brought up those are not boxer braids those are cornrows and they are very prevalent to black culture we were gaslit into believing that we were being too sensitive and that is just a hairstyle right now with this tiktok creator we're being gaslit and we're being told that this lauren hill tattoo is just a tattoo when it's not it's so much more than that and i've seen this take on tiktok i don't know the creator but i've seen this take on tiktok about this situation and they were saying that if you want if you like lauren hill and you're white that is perfectly fine if you want to get a tattoo to embody her to embrace her just show off the fact that you really love lauren hill that's fine get a tattoo that actually shows who she is get a tattoo where her face is filled in with her skin color because then in that way, you are not embodying what Lauren Hill is and what she stood for and what her music is. You're getting a portrait tattoo. For example, you seen so when um when Kobe died, rest in peace, Kobe. When Kobe died, a lot of white people, a lot of white basketball players, just a lot of white people in general, they loved Kobe and they got tattoos of him, but they got his face filled in with his skin color. They didn't get an outline of Kobe and let his and let their white skin show that this is who Kobe Bryant is. No, that's not what happened. They got portrait tattoos and he and this creator could have done the same thing. And it makes me so mad that something this simple could have been, this could have been avoided. And I feel like this is what makes me mad is the fact that I feel like he did this just so people like me could talk about it, but I don't care. It's like, if you're not mad, if you're not frustrated, then you're not doing something right. I will never back down. I will never hide my feelings about me being upset about anything that pertains to the black community. I don't care because you need to be upset. You need to be mad. If you're not mad or upset, then you're not feeling it. You're not understanding the problem here. And it's like, it just makes me so mad that it just makes me so mad that black women are always being cosplayed constantly. Black women get cosplayed all the time. But when we simply just live and do the things that we love doing, we're getting judged, we're getting stereotyped, and we're getting called out about it. But little white boy over here can do whatever he wants to. Little gay white boy can sit here and take all of our mannerisms and take, see, oh my God, I was just about to wrap it up. <laughs> I was just about to wrap this up. But then I forgot one point, the mannerisms they take, they literally study us. They have these mannerisms where like, They'll move their hands a certain way. They'll move their head a certain way. They'll walk a certain way. They literally study us. And that just drives my point home even more that even if you grew up around black women, you had to study and analyze what they do because there are so many white people who have grown up around black people that don't act the way that these gay white men do. They don't. It's because these gay white men study us. 
they study every single inch, every single movement, every single tone, every single, they study everything, like, we're a test, we're the blueprint, bro, it's like, oh my god, it's like, we're the Quizlet, black women are the Quizlet that you find when you look up something on a quiz, and the whole thing comes up, that's literally what we are to gay black, not gay black men, to gay white men, and it's so irritating, and it's so annoying, like, uh, at least at least give us credit you feel me like at least give us credit they don't even want to give us credit they don't even want to say that they got their entire identity from black women i would rather a gay white man address that the things he do the things he do things he does the things that he something don't sound right about that sentence whatever i would rather a gay white man address the fact that he copies things from black women and that he takes his inspiration from black women than to just act like he doesn't and then to just tell us that we need to heal and to tell us that we need to stop spreading all of this negative bad vibes on him like come on let's 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 not play dumb here what are we talking about <laughs> bro i'm literally supposed to be doing my homework right now <laughs> But I just took a break because I was on TikTok. And, bro, I literally said that I was not going to talk about this no more. But what I was just talking about, the uh, the creator who got the Lauren Hill tattoo, bro, another point. I I remembered another point. I don't know if I talked about th- Oh, my God, I have a pimple. Anyway, I don't think I talked about this point. But, bro, him and so many other creators alike, they'll also be like, Oh, I grew up around black women. This is this. And then when you pull up old pictures, when you pull up old pictures of them, you can tell they ain't grew up around black people, bro. You can tell, like, bro, I'm not gonna sit here and say, like, if you're cosplaying a black woman and you were able to get acrylic nails when you were like six, or you were or you were able to get wigs stuff at six, but if they're using this logic of I grew up around black women, so I have the right to like wear certain clothes or talk a certain way why weren't you acting or talking a certain way when you were younger you feel me like it would make more sense if i see if i see a video of a of a white creator like an old video of a white creator when they were like like 12 or 13 they were talking the same that they are now then i probably like I would probably actually believe that claim when they said they grew up around black people. But I'm, bro, I promise you, time after time after time after time after time, bro, you get these white gay creators who swear up and down that they grew up around black people. And then when you pull up old pictures of them, you can see that they have not grown up around black people. And they just use that as another excuse. This pimple is really making me mad. Also, if it sounds a little bit different, I'm actually recording sitting up, like, by my desk. I usually always record in my bed, but I think I'm going to start recording by my desk now. But I'm low-key not going to do that because, like, the way my room is, my room is, like, I have a mirror wall. So one of my walls is, like, a whole mirror, and then I'm sitting right here. My desk is in front of my mirror, and I'm looking at myself while I'm talking. And I'm being way too critical about myself right now, looking at this pimple and stuff like that. So I don't know if I'm gonna record here. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna record here or not. That was so off topic. But yeah, bro, like every sing bro, every single time it never fails. They're always like, oh well, I grew up around I grew up around black people. This is this blah blah blah. Okay. Why do you look like that then when you were five? Why were you talk not five? Why did you look like that when you were like a teenager? Why didn't you look and talk the way why don't you look talk and act the way you're acting right now? You literally just came up with this. 
you just adopted this personality. But I'm done talking. I'm done talking about this. I'm done. I promise you, I'm done. So at the time that I'm recording this, it is March 11th, and my two-year lock anniversary is coming up. <laughs> Woohoo! For me, it's been a long, bro. It's been a long time coming. It doesn't feel like it's been two years though. My two-month lock anniversary. Two month? No. My two-year lock anniversary is on March 18th, and honestly, locking my hair has been the best thing. It's probably been one of the best decisions I've ever done. Definitely in, like, the top three. <laughs> Definitely a top three decisions that I have ever made in my entire life. <laughs> um, I started my locks March 18, 2020. Oh, my God. Even saying 2020 just sounds so weird. But I started my locks March 18, 2020. And at first, I did not even intend on having locks. Funny story. Um, Shout out to Shonda. I was like, you know, this was when we were first, like, told that we were going to be out of school for two weeks. That turned into two years. Um, <laughs> anyways, we were like, I was just like, okay. Um, at this point, I was a loose natural. I've never had anything done to my hair ever. I've never had it colored, never had a perm, never had a texturizer. No type of chemicals have ever touched my hair. And I always used to wear box braids and I always used to wear like singlies twists. Before then, I only had like two sew-ins in my whole life. Never had a front. I still never had a frontal, never had a lace. I've never had none of that before. So, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. So going into quarantine i took my hair down and this was around the time where i was trying to like figure out more natural styles for me to do because i did get to the point where i was like dang all i do is wear box braids all the time like box braids and twists and braids this is literally all i wear and i enjoyed it it was nice because <laughs> i didn't have to do anything with my hair but I was like, you know what? I really want to try to embrace my natural hair. Look, my hand hurts. If it, if this sounds weird, it's because I'm actually holding the microphone. But anyway, I was like, you know what? I want to actually try to attempt some styles. And I have thick 4C hair. And I mean 4C. If they had a 4D option, I would be in the 4D option. But I have really thick 4C hair. And it was really hard for me to like see what worked for me. And plus, because I'm lazy. <laughs> When it comes to things like hair, I am so lazy. So, um, Tashonda, she did my two-strand twist, like, that week of March 18th. She did them. And then I had the intentions of taking them out once school came back around so I could have a nice little twist out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave these in for two weeks. My twist out is going to be amazing. My hair is going to look so nice. Blah, blah, blah. Turned out that I just decided to keep them. <laughs> because as March went on, they kept saying two weeks, but I had the feeling that we were not going to be out for just two weeks because I'm like, bro, what is two weeks going to do with a deadly pandemic, with a deadly virus? Nothing's going to happen in two weeks. <sighs> I have like a cold. I'm sorry if that just sounds irritating, but yeah. Anyway, so I decided to just keep them in because I've wanted locks since like sophomore year of high school and I wish that I started them then. If I started them then, and I still have them now. Oh my God, my hair will be so long. But anyway, I was like, you know what? We're going to be in the house for a long amount of time. We're not going to be able to go anywhere. I might as well start my lock journey now. So at least I can get through the awkward phases. Because I don't believe in the ugly phase of locks. No phase of locks are ugly. But you feel me? 
I was like, at least I can go through all the awkward, weird stages while I'm in the house and no one's looking at me and no one's going to see me. <laughs> I had a thousand IQ plan. So I decided to start it. And honestly, I'm so happy that I did. So I'm going to say for the first like five months, my hair went through so many changes. Like it puffed up and it shrunk again and it puffed back up and it shrunk again. And then, um, like, I didn't really experience any growth. That's the thing. Like, in the first five months of me having locks, I did not see growth, like, length growth. It was my hair trying to get used to the state that it was in. And I barely retwist it. I barely retwist now because all of that tension and all of that stress on your hair can really thin your hair out especially if you have locks no matter how thick your hair is like even now I don't have a retwist now and I'm seeing like my hair is kind of like thinning a little bit but it'll get better it'll it'll fix once I get my retwist but for the first five months I experienced just a lot of hair changes and during those five months were the most humbling times ever when you have locks you are forced to love how you look in your most natural state you are forced to love every single part of yourself and that I think that me getting my locks at this time and this was around the time I started like my spiritual journey and growing a lot more fixing myself and like self-growth and stuff like that it all worked out so beautifully because I really needed that I used to, like, have low self-esteem problems. I used to not like how I looked. I used to just not like myself. And having locks and making myself see how beautiful I am with my natu- in my natural state did so much. Granted, there were times where I wanted to take them out. And I wanted to just go and get braids. And I wanted to just try wigs. And I wanted to try all these different styles and blah, blah. But I have to realize, like, you don't want to try these styles because you genuinely want to. You want to try them so you can look quote-unquote better so you can like how you look with these so you can feel more beautiful when you need to understand your beauty with how you are just yourself (laughs) so those were the first five months and then I'm gonna say like around uh from like month five to month like 10 was when I really started to notice like length coming in my hair never used to grow bro like I used to always feel like my hair would never grow with locks your hair is going to grow because you're not doing anything with your hair you're letting your hair do its natural thing of just matting together and locking up and this is when I noticed like length it was coming through like oh my god like granted I did still get braids because that's when I realized I can do braids over locks shout out to Shauna because she did most of my braids (laughs) so when I got braids like during the summertime it was easier for me to oil my scalp it was easier for me to maintain like moisture on my scalp because in the summertime when I get hot sometimes depending on the day my hair will either get very oily or very dry so it was easier for me to like determine what my scalp needed for like a certain day and those styles made my hair grow so much so that was like the first like yeah like the first five to ten months and then once I hit the year mark once I hit the year mark my like my texture was pretty much there everything was locked my hair was like fully locked probably like four months in and that's really fast but my hair is thicker the thicker your hair is the faster it locks 
so then once I hit like one year I started to notice like yeah yeah I'm in here now I felt official and now honestly I can't really recall like what my hair was doing like after the year um because once the year hit my hair kind of like stayed stable and it's been pretty stable since the year mark like there hasn't been major changes besides just like length wise but yeah that's my lock journey <laughs> and I'm about to hit two years I don't plan on like combing my locks out or who am I kidding I can't comb my locks out I cannot comb these out bro I don't plan on like cutting my hair cutting my locks I just don't plan on it <laughs> I don't plan on it however long I have them is however long I'm gonna have them and I think that the beautiful thing about having locks is that well with me the most beautiful thing about me having locks is that I'm growing with my hair like along with my hair growth I'm growing personally I'm growing spiritually mentally physically I'm simply just growing and it's like me I've gained such a closer con and this may sound like crazy bro but I have grown such a closer connection with my hair since I have had locks like every single day I'm touching my hair I'm loving my hair I'm looking at my hair and I think that this is something that is so important with black girls is to love their hair and being a like looking back on myself when I was younger I really did not like my hair I used to beg my mom to let me get perms and she never wanted me to and she was like no you're never gonna get a perm you're never gonna do this when you turn 18 you can do whatever you want to with your hair <laughs> and I used to hate my hair I used to hate how thick it was I used to hate the fact that I couldn't do all of the styles that I wanted to I hated the fact that I could look around at other girls in my school and stuff like that and they could do all these cute styles that I not necessarily couldn't do but I didn't know how to do with my hair type and now since I love my hair so much it's so amazing it's just so amazing to see that but anyway um this is your sign to lock up if you've been thinking about getting locks or starting your lock journey do it do it right now this is your sign there's not a bigger sign than now <laughs> but um yeah honestly I feel like having locks is something that is so that can be so much more it can having locks is what you make it you know um I think that now more than ever people are starting to realize that locks are not a bad thing that locks are not unprofessional that locks are not unkept that they are simply just beautiful Every single set of locks that I have seen, aside from mine, have been beautiful. And this is one thing I want to talk about, too, since I'm talking about it. Um, During my, like, during, like, the first year of me having locks, I definitely was comparing my locks to um, a lot of other people's. And this is something that you don't want to do. I've been sniffling this whole segment. I'm so sorry, bro. But anyway, this is something that you don't want to do if you get locks. Do not compare your early stage of locks to peep to other people's locks who have been locked for like a year, two years, because that's just going to make you feel even worse about your hair. That's going to make you feel like you're not growing or anything like that. You cannot compare the locks that you've had for like two months to people's locks that you've had for, to people's locks. Oh, my God. To people who have had locks for like two years. And even now, like people who have locks they'll come tell me and be like oh I wish my locks were like yours but like how did you get your locks like that this is this and that's the that's the beauty of having locks patience you just have to wait if you would have asked April 2020 Cheyenne 
would my locks look the way they look now i would tell you absolutely not but now i'm looking in the mirror i'm looking at my locks and i love my locks so much i'm starting to get a lot more comfortable wearing my locks just all out and down i used to have a problem wearing my locks down but now i absolutely love just wearing my locks down like i'm starting to love it even more just letting my hair be how it is but um yeah that was my hair update that nobody asked for but yeah like i said if you want to get locks do it right now start start sooner than later because you're gonna wish you started sooner just like me okay here's something that does not make sorry i have to turn the lo-fi down this is something that does not make any sense to me and this thought always comes every single time that this time of year comes about right daylight savings time this makes zero sense to me and it has never made any sense to me and i'm gonna explain why so i was talking about this on my close friends and it, it what, what day is it it's march 14th i was talking about this on my close friends and i'm like you know what i need to make an uncut episode about not episode i need to make an uncut segment about this because i can't talk as much as i want to with my close friends because then my close friends is going to be really long and then people are going to slander me for the close friends being that long but anyway bro daylight savings time so with daylight savings time basically what happens is we lose or we gain an hour yesterday was march 13th and we lost an hour because we went from 1 59 p.m to 3 p.m we just completely skipped two o'clock i understand that and then when we gain an hour we simply just go back like we just repeat another hour and here's where my inquiry lies why during the winter months when daylight savings happens it starts getting dark at like five o'clock like 5 30 by six o'clock it's dark outside right and that's because we quote unquote gained an hour. We're like we're redoing an hour basically. And when we lose an hour, it's lighter outside. I I, I hope I'm not like flip flopping the. I hope I'm not flip flop. No, we, yeah, we lost an hour. Yeah, because it was already. Anyway, it stays lighter longer because we lost an hour. So the only time that we're losing or gaining is one hour. 60 minutes that's all we're losing or gaining right how is it that it's so dark when we gain an hour and why is it that it stays lighter so it stays lighter for more than an hour because if we're using the logic of when we gain an hour right oh that just sounded so weird it's something in my throat bro hold on <laughs> i don't know what started happening bro anyway if we use the logic of gaining an hour, that means that when it's 5.30 during the time when we have gained an hour, it's dark. But the time period where we have lost an hour, which is this time right now, it's 4.39 right now, and it is still bright outside. If, if daylight savings never happened, if we never lost that hour, it would be dark right now because it would have been 5.30. And it would have been dark outside. It's literally the same time. It is the same time. Like, bro, it's the same time. Why is it not dark? It's not making sense to me. It it would make more sense to me if we lost like two or three hours. Then I'll be like, okay, that makes more sense because it's dark. It is this, blah, blah. But this doesn't make any sense because 
It's only one hour. How is it that when we lose an hour, it stays light until like 7.30? But when we gain an hour, it only stays light until like 4.30. That's like almost three more hours worth of sunlight. Where is these? Where is this coming from? And I don't know if it's just because we're humans and we're used to sunlight and we're not able to understand like how long the sun is out or something because we've just gotten so used to it. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, I know that the sun starts setting and it does gradually get darker as the day, you know, progresses. But nah, nah, something is not right about this. Time is not real. And y'all can call me slow. Y'all can say, bro, you're stupid. You, y'all can say that to me. I will take the slow allegations because I know for a fact that everybody has thought this or is thinking about exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I, I know this for a fact. I'm not the only person on planet Earth thinking about this. And I feel like time is not, it's not real. That's my only conclusion. <laughs> to answer my own question, the only conclusion, the only answer is that time does, is not real and time is just, it's just made up. Because y'all are, because at this point, why do we even have daylight savings? Who who made, like, who made the rule for, like, who decided that just randomly the times are going to change? Because you could have just kept the time how it is and nothing, like, literally nothing would have changed. If, if we lost an hour, if we gained an hour, if we never had to do that, nobody would even notice a change. Like, nobody would have been like, oh, wow, it's gradually darker than it was the other day. No one's even going to notice that if the time is still the same. I don't know, man. My head hurts. <laughs> My hair is thinking about this. And I got homework to do. So, I really just wasted five minutes when I could have been doing homework. But it's okay. It's called balance. <laughs>